In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Tokyo Entertainment, or the owners group. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on Toginet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me is not quite Maureen. She will be here. She's on the road, uh, Ventura Highway out in California, which is, I'm sure, much more sunnier than it is around here. But anyways, we have a great show tonight. We have a double dose of the paranormal local paranormal group, uh, Nightfall Paranormal, and then Mass Paranormal on the, on the uh, half hour. So I'm really excited about this. These are local groups. And uh, let's uh, bring Gary on the line now. He's from uh, Nightfall Paranormal. Gary, you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing, Ron? Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Trying so, to stay out uh, of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how long have you been uh, sticking your toe in the paranormal waters? I've actually been in it pretty much all my life. You know, I've had experiences since I was young. I mean, real young. And I got out of it for a while and then got back into it. And now I'm full strong going head on into it. Uh-huh. Now, what's, you know, your, what's I, your website in case somebody wants to check you guys out? It's www.nightfallparanormal.com. Okay, and if you have a chance, put that in the uh, the chat room and they'll... Uh... That way they can check you out. Sure will. As long as your yeah. wife's not looking, that is. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you're not originally from here. I mean, you're down the street from me. You're in Bethune, which is like yeah. stone throw away from me. So, But originally you're from a different part of the country. Yes, I'm originally from Missouri. Missouri? Yeah. They have ghosts out there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some mean ones, too. <laughs> really? I didn't think they had anything out there. <laughs> oh yeah, and they'll chase you around. <laughs> okay, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit? You know how you really got interested in the paranormal, and you know you, you made the big step from that to uh, forming an actual uh, group and chasing the spirits. Okay, well it all started like I was saying when I was young. I had witnessed a couple of apparitions, and I actually had my grandfather come to me one night and t- tell me he was going home with his daughter. And uh-huh. his daughter, which was my grandmother, had died when I was a baby. Oh, and wow. This was, this was like when I was around 16, and, uh, you know, it just blew my mind. So I ran out and told Mom and Dad. But, of course, you know, back then you didn't speak of the paranormal. You know, it was just as soon as you said ghosts, people 
labeled you as crazy, you know. And my mom, you know, you didn't see him. He's fine. He's back at the nursing home. You know, go to sleep. It was a dream. But no more than an hour or so later, it was uh, the cop pulled in and told him to call home that there was an emergency. And uh, when she called, it was definitely uh, grandfather had passed away. Oh, wow. And, that, that and cool. since then, you know, I, I've seen several different things. You know, I've had spirits come to me and actually ask me to help them move on to the now, other realm. Think- you do know, Gary, that uh, messenger ghost that goes to the scene right after a person dies is uh, the number one haunting in the world, right? No, I didn't know that. Yes, that's true. A lot of people uh, uh, see spirits of uh, recently deceased. I mean, even sometimes before they know, know they're gone. And they're either there just to check up on them or, or to let them know they're okay or vice versa. It's, uh, yeah, it's the number one uh, haunting in the world. Oh wow, cool! I so, learn something new every day. That's that's <laughs> what I that I even tell my team members. You know, the day we quit learning, is the day we die. You know, that's true. You, you know, it's there's an old saying: you can't teach old dogs new tricks, but I believe you can. Yeah. You know, just some of us are more stubborn than others. <laughs> right now, so uh, you were pretty much suppressed when you were young. So wait a minute before I go any farther. You consider yourself psychic or or a medium? Uh, I'm working on that. I, I mean, I can sense them, and I can generally see them when they want me to. I'm not calling myself a medium or a psychic in any way yet. You know, I just, you know, I'm just really beginning to fine-tune my skills. So I don't want to right. label myself too quickly. <laughs> right. But now no, that, that, was... I really believe in that because uh, when I first uh, got into the paranormal, I didn't believe in a hell of a lot. I, you know, I didn't believe in psychics and mediums. I thought they were all charlatans. And now I certainly believe that I, I consider myself a, uh, a dumb psychic, which means uh, I just know things. Some things just pop in my head. So anyways, I, the more you do it, I think the more open you become and the more, uh, yeah, the more open you become. I really think that's what happens that you, you know, you're just opening the part of yourself up that wasn't that open. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, thank God for uh, Serenity Moore. She's actually, you know, she works with me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I didn't believe in psychics either. When I first started with my teams out here, I was like, you know, they're phony. <laughs> this pretty right. much was my, my yeah. theory on. Yeah. And she just totally proved me wrong. You know, she just... Wow, just made me a believer, and now that I've met several others, you know that are that proved themselves to me, right? And I realized I was had the wrong attitude. I had the the old, I guess, old school attitude, you know, that they used to have way back in the day. Oh sure, but it, it's yeah. funny though because you uh, know, you know, I, I work with a, a psychic medium, a trans medium, actually. Uh, allows spirits to enter her body and, and speak through her. So uh, it, I believe in her, and I always have. But it, every psychic that comes along, a medium comes along, it's kind of like I've always got that doubt with me. I still have to be proven. Uh, so it, it, it's hard for me to even accept it, even though I've seen so much and, and uh, worked with them so often. Right, exactly, and... And I, you know, I love her to death. She's got all the kind of patience. I mean, I've called her, 
you know, before in the middle of the night because the things freaked me out or called her the next day asking her, hey, have I lost my mind? And, you know, she's like, no, honey, you know, you need to do this. And I usually do it, and it helps them pass on over to go on cool. to the other side. Cool. And uh, actually, I, I'm i trying to tune it in better. I'm learning, you know, all the little ins and outs that I can. But I, I'm far from calling myself a medium yet. Right. Now, uh, when you were out in Missouri, did you have a paranormal group or... or no, it was just me and my buddy and a lifelong friend. And unfortunately, I lost touch with him about 10 years ago. That's a shame. But it was a, a lifelong friend. We grew up together, and we started, it was just kids in the graveyard, you know, playing around with the recorders back in the day of the old reel, reel-to-reels. Oh, yeah, and I remember those. I got my first EVP, and it scared the living daylights out of us as kids. You know, it, it told us it was going to kill us. And, you know, we kind of freaked out for a minute. So <laughs> we didn't we didn't go back into graveyards for a while. But, you know, eventually we made it back in. And we used to, it sounds strange, but we were comfortable when we would go to the graveyards and sit and hang out. Right. It was almost like we fit in. Right. You know, it might sound a little strange, but, you know, most people, oh, graveyards at night, that's scary. No, there's nothing scary there. I mean, what, what are you afraid to wake the dead? <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's really funny. Funny is that Maureen, uh, uh, my partner, uh, she used to go growing up. There used to be a graveyard across the house, so she used to go in the graveyard and read on the on the uh, tombstones. And oh, there you. Go. Yeah, she moved away, and then when she came back, uh, she got married, and and they actually bought the house that the, that she grew up in. So she tried to take her husband across the show where and uh, he would have no part of that. But she went over there and she looked at the place where she used to read and the, the name on the gravestone was Wood, which ended up being her husband's last name. Oh, wow. That's cool. Coincidence? Yeah, very free. Much. <laughs> but, I very mean, that's, it's, it's weird stuff, you know. Who it perhaps was a sign that she never recognized uh, early in life. Exactly. And uh, we even put together, uh, th- this was something strange for 16-year-old boys to do, but there was like an old family plot out, out in the timber from where we lived. We actually got permission, went in, cleaned it up, and raked it, and, you know, cut the trees down. And there there was some old graves in that one. Right. But we never actually caught anything in there. But, you know, you just got that feeling when you walked in that something was watching you. Oh wow, that's that's weird. You know, I mean, a lot of that's. It's funny you mention that because a lot of uh, paranormal groups do a lot of cemetery work, where they actually go in and and clean and uh, fix up cemeteries. I I know that uh, Tom Spitaleri uh, from uh, Haverhill, uh, he has a group now, but uh, they all started by just going in and cleaning up cemeteries. And uh, uh, my son uh, used to to work with them as well on that. So I mean, it's, with the paranormal. Groups and the ghost hunters get a bad rap, but they they do do a lot of good things. Exactly, and I know a lot of them out there do benefits for you know historical places and stuff, and you know help bring in money for them. Right, exactly. Which which is an awesome thing. That that is it's very awesome. Now, so you moved to uh, Methuen. Yeah. And then. Uh, how did you you know make the leap into your spot in your own group? I mean, what what well, I moved here in Methuen, and yeah. uh, 
actually, uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, but we moved in with her parents, and uh, I was walking down the stairs, and I seen this apparition standing on the flight of the stairs looking out the front door. And I'm like, no, this isn't happening. Not again. No. You know, because everything <laughs> had quieted down. Right. And so I just kind of rushed by it, went downstairs, and then looked up. And she turned around and looked at me and smiled. Well, I come up, I started to tell Diane that, and uh, she goes, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear another word about it. You're freaking me out. So a few days later, we was looking through old pictures, and I actually picked her out, and it ended up being her grandmother. Oh, wow. That I'd seen on the stairs. That's so cool. So, yeah. anyways, you are listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. Uh, we are talking to Gary from uh, Nightfall Paranormal. The number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, or join us live in the Toji chat room. So, you saw your grandmother, and then uh, how did you make, once again, how did you start giving up the idea of forming a group? Well, it just made me want to get back into it, you know, right. just, you know to find the answers out there. Okay. So I start, was starting up a team, and uh, I met this gentleman, uh, well, your next guest, Tom from Mass Paranormal, and uh, he actually worked with us, and we we worked, you know, together. He helped me with my team, and I ended up, you know, didn't want to complete my team. I just dissolved it and went with them for a little over a year, you know, to get some more experience as far as investigating and stuff. And uh, they were great uh, a great bunch of guys and everything, and we learned a lot, you know. And I realized, you know, at that time I didn't know the first thing about running a team. Well, now I do, and it's a lot different than what I thought it was back then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so here we are today with with the group, and uh, we've got a lot of things going on, a lot of great things coming up. Oh, cool! We want you to mention a couple while you're at it. Okay, well, one of them, I can't give any names of the places out yet, but uh, one of them's a prison. Oh, We're cool. actually trying an abandoned one that's been abandoned since 1977. And uh, another place that we're actually trying is actually in Salem, Mass. And we've got our foot in the door there. And it's going to be one of those hush-hush, you know, events that we cannot, cannot even tell the media, period, that we're going in. Right. Because uh, what what they want to know, they want to know what we catch first. Oh, sure. And, uh, of course, they don't want us to prove it's not haunted either. Yep. Well, there's there's a lot of things going on, and uh, we've been working with uh, a great group up here locally, too. Uh, Ray from Ghost. That's Ghost with an S. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little inside joke there, but uh, we've been working with them. Great, great group of guys, you know, doing odd and end things here. So everything's looking great. You know, I've got positive hopes for this team. And uh, we're actually, Chris and I have talked about doing a cable show, which uh, just teaches people the paranormal. Plus, we're going to be bringing guests on from local groups, let them show some of their evidence and kind of interview them. You know, so everybody gets, gets out there and gets their name known. Right. I think that's a great idea, I and mean, cable access is a, is a great way to start. I mean, that's actually how I got started in the paranormal altogether. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. And um, we've even talked about doing a radio show, but it's like, ah, let's do one thing at a time. 
You know, yeah, let's, I, let's get it all, you know, well, what do you call it? All lined out, and then uh, we'll go with that. Right. So Now, you know, uh, what, what local places have you investigated, or have you investigated any local places? Yeah, I've done the, the Taney Gate House. Oh, great, great place. Yeah. And uh, we've actually ended up going up on Great Court also. Yeah. You know, by where they used to do the sacrifices. Yep. And, uh, well, we've done a couple of private residences around here. I can't give out the name, sorry. <laughs> oh, sure. No, no that's, that, uh, I understand totally. But we've also, we've, we're working on a cemetery here in town and a couple older buildings we're trying to get into. Oh, excellent. One of them, the build date was like 1819. So we're, we're trying to get in there. We, they claim it's haunted, but, you know, we want to go in for sure. We want right. to prove to them whether it is or isn't. Right. And uh, we've actually got a case coming up in Boston there that uh, it was involved in one of the great uh, big fire that happened years ago. I forget the name of it now, the Cottonwood or something like that. Oh, the uh, Coconut Grove. Yeah. Coconut Grove. And, uh, okay. and actually there was like uh That's a parking lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. There was this building was used for to put the dead bodies in, in oh. the basement, and they claim they've got haunting activity. Hmm. So we're waiting to get back, you know, into that. Yeah, that sounds you know, really interesting. I, I the funny story about uh, the Tenney Gatehouses that all started. We were we were actually the first group to ever investigate it, and and the way it all started is the guys that were restoring it went up. In Maine, and uh, I believe it was Maine, it might have been New Hampshire, and they were at a, a camp, and they brought a Ouija board with them. And they started playing around with the Ouija board, and they, they you know, asked questions, will the, the gatehouse ever be finished? And they got a, yeah, and then like that. Then they they got the name from it, and that's how it really started. And they, they had contacted us, and we went in and uh, did an investigation, and sure enough, the, the name that they had got on the Ouija board was the same name that we had uh, picked up while we were doing our investigation. So that was kind of neat. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the Boston, uh, thing looks really cool. I mean, the coconut grove is, is well, well known around, uh, this area. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a ton of people that died. Oh man. I, yeah. That's, I've been hear, hearing different stories, you know, like there's like 400 of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, that's going to be, like I said, an awesome investigation. Can't yeah, wait to get in there, you know. Yeah, I think if you go to Hollow Hill, I think they might have something on their website. Uh, okay. About them. But anyways, how many people in your group and, and what, what are their roles? Uh, do they cross-train or, or are they pretty much specialists in what they do? Well, we've got Chris as our tech manager. He's actually, and he's a co-founder also. He's in the chat room. And uh, hey, Chris. we have Diane. She's a co-founder financial advisor, the boss. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Omar, which is our senior investigator, and Lotus, which is a lead investigator. And then we have Marie, which is an investigator. Paul, he's training to be a tech manager. He's eventually going to go up to that position. And we're going to get Chris out there investigating. And then we've got you know, three part-timers who are training to be uh, investigators also. And, you know, or Carrie is our secretary slash investigator. So, uh, 
Everything's working out great. So you, know, you, got a, great you got a good-sized group, good good then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a total one of all, all of us together, including my son. There, there's like 12, 12 to 13 of us that are there. Oh. It's a big meeting, too. <laughs> when you get everybody into a small area, you know. But uh, a lot of fun. I, I think it really is. Now, have you faced, what, what do you think would probably be your toughest investigation? My toughest? is I haven't found one really yet, but it would probably be a demonic case mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm not afraid of them. I'll challenge them, and that's where I've got to learn to be careful. And, uh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not as bad as I think because I've never ran into one yet. That's why I kind of laugh when you see uh, some of these shows, every case they do is a demonic case. Right. And I kind of laugh at that. You know, I've never ran into a demonic case yet. Well, they're out there. Some... They're out there, trust me. Okay. I've ran into some mad spirits out there, but, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, and Diana well, put in there, too. Our meetings sometimes go four hours long. Right. But, so. I mean, you've actually brought up a good point, because a lot of people who run into a, a nasty spirit uh, think they're demonic already, but uh, really they're just like a... You know, some bitter old person who was bitter in this life and bitter in the next life, or a son of a bitch in this life and was a son of a bitch in the next life. But exactly. they're not demonic. I mean, I have, uh, Maureen and I have uh, accompanied uh, exorcists with the Catholic Church, and uh, we've uh, run into demonic ent entities in other areas as well. So we know they uh -huh. exist. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I know they're out there just waiting to find one. <laughs> yeah. Careful what you wish for. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm waiting to see the one that throws me across the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my I case, I have, I have Maureen to do that, so I have no problem. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what was that again? Oh, you are here. Uh -huh. Joining us now is the Queen of Pain, Maureen Wood. Yeah. What, was, uh, what did I just uh, listen to? What did you say? Uh, Gary was talking about uh, he, he hasn't run into any demonic energies, and he was waiting for one to uh, throw them across the room, and I said I had you for that. Oh, thanks. And be You're careful welcome. what you wish for, by the way. I, I, just, I said the same words, you know. <laughs> so anyways, why yeah. don't you ask them the question, which I'm sure you were, would ask them if you were here. Okay, since I missed everything, is what, what, what is the most uh, hair-raising experience you've ever had? Well, I don't know. Yeah, you always say that, too, but that's all right. Go ahead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the one that just stands out the most, that, that really scared me the most that I can remember, is actually when I was young, and then we was in that cemetery. We got that EVP, and it was just, it just totally, like I said, freaked us out. But since then, I don't know if it made me stronger because that happened, but, you know, I've had some areas where I've been cleansing a house and actually have been choked by an entity. And that wasn't scary, but it was just I don't didn't like them touching me, you know. So I I kicked their butt, mean more or less. <laughs> okay, now yeah. I'm just kind of coming in on the conversation here, so I want to. Um, I'm sure the other question that Ron was talking about, he's saying that you you know you ran into an entity and um, you got that EVP on the cemetery, but now so you have psychic experiences then? Yes, I have. Okay, so. Um, well, how, when did your psychic experience start? Oh, uh, we already talked about all that. Too. Oh, hold for that. crying out loud. Well, then. Hold, it, hold that for the next guest, all right? Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, 
basically, I know Maureen would ask if she was following the conversation. Is uh, do you carry any protection at all, or, or do you take any precautions when you do go? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. That's that's one thing that I actually suggest to all my members: do it. Uh, cleanse yourself before and after. And I do have, you know, crosses that I wear when I need to. And you know, I I bless myself all the time and cleanse it. Now, what cleanse do you myself. use? I use sage, sea salt, and a white and blue candles when I'm actually cleansing the house. Okay. Is there anything specific that you do as, um, you know, part of like a ceremony or just basically go around and using your intentions? How do you do that? I go around saying uh, St. Michael's Prayer. Okay. Throughout oh, cool. the rooms. Yeah. And then I go through with the, the sage and I actually say I fill this room with love and light. And I stand, stand firm with my conviction to do it. You know, I believe mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Right. And I've always had good success with it so far. Now, good. Now, it's a good point you bring up. I mean, you, you basically you stand firm and strong on your beliefs and that it, it, your intention that it's going to happen because, you know, because what? You can't really waver. If you're wavering, then you show fear and right. nothing's going to transpire. Or what is your belief? Well, to me, if you show fear, they've got you. Mm-hmm. You know, they've won the battle. And they can use that against you completely. I don't show them fear because, for one, I'm not scared of them. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that they could possibly do things to me that I have no idea. But that that's just the way I've been taught. You know, you stand firm. You believe in what you your background. And I believe my religious background, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to help me. Now, what is your religious background, Gary? I'm a Southern Baptist. Amen. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I even use, you know, my wife is Catholic. You know, I pray to the saints, too, and I use them. You know, I'm not afraid of them. I'll, I'll, I'll use whatever I can for protection, you know, whatever I need at the time. Excellent. You sound uh, really down to earth as far as that, and uh, don't you think, Mari? Oh, I definitely. And, you know, I think we, although everybody, every group is different, I think that, you know, from listening just for the short period of time that we share a lot of similar um, belief systems. Oh yeah, just from the following you guys and you know listening to some of your past shows, we got a lot in common there. And like I said, we're actually neighbors. Wave at you guys over there. <laughs> and uh, you know, neighbors. Where are you guys? Bethune. Really? I guess we are yeah. neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we love it over here. And. You know, we're not afraid to travel to the western part of the state or far up north cool. Maine if we need to. You know, we'll go wherever the client needs us. So how busy are you right now? Just curious. We're, we're averaging about one a month, but not, not a whole real busy. We're working on a lot of cases. We're trying to get them locked in. Yeah. Well, so Gary, we're I, in there. I hate, to, hate to cut you off, but we run out of time. And uh, so if you anything you want to add, your website or... Or any events you got coming up, uh, now's the time. Okay, I want to add in my website, www.nightfallparanormal.com. And everyone have a good evening, and thank you for having me on. Gary, thank you so much, and stay in touch with us, please. Thank you okay, so much, sure Gary. Yep, and good uh, luck you're welcome. You. Yep. Happy hunting. All right, thank you. Yep, bye-bye. 
You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Live on Toji.net. Uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. The vault is open. You're listening to the Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.GhostVillage.com backslash news. Good evening, this is Chris Balzano and you're listening to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly trek around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghostly community. And of course, the biggest story in the paranormal this week has been the passing of a ghost hunting legend. Pioneer Hans Holzer died last Sunday, April 27th, at his Manhattan home. He was reported to have been suffering from an undisclosed illness for quite some time. Holzer was one of the paranormal community's most recognizable and prolific figures, authoring more than 120 books on the subject and laying down the groundwork for most of the investigators who followed. The community found out about the passing on Tuesday, and memorials and good thoughts flooded the Internet, even from people who spent time railing against the native Austrian. You can read Ghost Villages on the news site at www.ghostvillage.com, as well as experience Jeff Belanger's interview with the legend. There has been another unexplained occurrence in a school outside of the United States worth mentioning. According to the Star Online, the cutting down of a tree may have brought on the paranormal at the SMK Langer in Alor Sitar in Malaysia. Since the tree has been removed, students there have spotted the ghostly figure of a woman with long hair. But there has been incidents where multiple people have seen her that has brought attention to the haunting. Twice during the past week, large groups of teenage females have seen the figure during singing practice, making the sighting more credible. As one student puts it, I could not take a good look at her face, but it was scary and terrifying. There are no reports as to the action which will be taken at the school to handle the ghost or to replant the tree. It seems every week there's another famous person talking about a ghost, and usually they have a ghost project they're trying to sell. This one might be a little bit different. In addition to having to deal with the spotlight and Simon Cowell's seething comments, this year the contestants on American Idol may be dealing with a ghost. Every year the hopefuls stay in a house together during the singing competition, but according to People, the Bellar Mansion they are in this year has had someone else living with them. Alston contestant Anoop Desai says many of them have had experiences, especially Alston Arita, who believes the spirit lives in her room. The ghost named Phyllis has been known to pull practical jokes and bang around the house. Although she has not seen the ghost herself, Lil Rounds, another booted singer, says the contestants describe her, quote, like a white shadow walking across the room. Although the story has been picked up by several media outlets, only a few former contestants have spoken up about it, and the show will not confirm the rumors, nor will any current contestant. Those are your haunted headlines for this week. Make sure to stop by the Ghost Village news site to learn more about these stories and others at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. I'm Chris Balzano, and that's what's haunting me. We're back. We are back. You listen to Ghost Chronicles Live on Toji Net. I am Ron Kolich. She is Maureen Wood. And 
the number here is 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869, and join us live in the Togi chat room. Hey, you know what? I want to say hi to Bob. Bob went to my uh, little uh, lecture or soul sharing at uh, Demonology there. And, you know, he's been listening to the show since our uh, drive time days at WCCM. No way. Yeah. Hey, Bob. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guy must you have, have patience no wife. of a saint. <laughs> guy must have no wife, right? Uh, well, I don't know. That's not nice. <laughs> uh, I know. I, he knows I'm just kidding. He's a, he's a good guy, and, and he still wants us to go to go figure out that witch party thing. So, uh, whenever you can, you know. Yep, sounds good. Well, you know what? How did you? By the way, I never got a chance to ask you. How did your class go? Oh, it was very scary. I floated above the cloud and spilled uh, spit uh, pea soup. That was good. What? Never mind. You'll have to tell me later. Yeah, I will. But anyways, hey, speaking about uh, cool stuff, you know, msn.com, uh, you know, the, the home page if you, if you go on your, the Internet. Yeah. Yesterday they had psychic test on, right? Yeah. So I took it, right? So I said, ah, I got to try this. So I go on, da-da-da-da-da-da, right. Da-da-da-da-da, right. Ten questions. Da-da-da-da, right. Da-da-da-da, right. Da-da-da-da, right. I said, Wait a minute. This thing's got to be a joke, right? So yeah. the next one comes up, da, 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 and instead of picking the one I was going to pick, I picked another one. And, of course, the one I picked was wrong, but the right answer was the one I was going to pick. But anyways, I got eight out of the ten. Very cool. Yeah, I was like, they said... You I must have been on a roll. Edward, next, Ed, Edgar Casey, Casey, so watch out. <laughs> watch your back. Yeah, yeah So anyways, <laughs> uh, oh, well, we also have, uh, had... Great news on Ghost Chronicles International. Uh, as you, most people know, Richard Felix is coming over here in August to do some work with us and do some events. And we have just scheduled a whole series of uh, ghost hunts down in Gettysburg. And also uh, we'll be having a, uh, a dinner there as well. So it'll be kind of cool. But anyways, in the meantime, let's bring on our next guest. This is a double dose of the local paranormal. And we have Tom from... Mass Paranormal. So, Tom, are you there? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Tom, Tom. how are you? I'm all right. I had to come outside. They're all watching the Bruins game inside the house, and if I stayed in there, that's all you'd be hearing was screaming. You, you know, you, you got it all. You got the Bruins, you got the Celtics, and you got the Red Sox. It's all on tonight. Oh, uh, man, it is? Yeah, they're flicking from channel to channel inside. Uh, channel surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Three <laughs> games are going. So, so Tom, why don't you first of all give us your your website so uh, we can get that out there, and if you're in the chat room, it'd be good to put it in there as as well. I'm actually outside. I don't know if anybody's in the chat, but you can go to the www.massparanormal.net and myspace. dot com slash massparanormal and massparanormal radio one. Okay, so you have a radio show as well. Actually, yeah. Actually, our last show uh, we've been on for uh, two year anniversary is going to be next Monday, and that's going to be our last show for a while. Oh, how uh, yeah, come? Our, our co-host Serenity has actually taken off to um, start filming for A and E. Oh, so, excellent! Yeah, so we got to give her some time to go do her filming and all that. So we're going to take a little break to the fall or something. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so her show should be out hopefully. I don't know, hopefully in the fall. Oh, excellent. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Uh, now, you guys have a, uh, 
first of all, uh, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Mass Paranormal? How long have you been together as a group? Uh, you, you know, and how big is your outfit and so forth? Um, we've got, I think we're up to 14 members right now. Um, I have to think about it because I don't keep track of a lot of that. <laughs> uh, I'm just busy off doing other stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got four, I'm pretty sure we got 14 members. We started out, um, coming up on six years ago, um, with just three of us. And it just progressed from there. Um, you know, we just, just go out and do our thing. We just do investigations. We do an open and honest one that, you know, the best of our ability we can do. And, um, you know, about it. You know, we started off doing, um, you know, smaller places, of course, you know. And I say this all the time. There was no other groups out there when we were out there training, you know, other people. So, you know, we kind of started off with, uh, you know, reading the books and, and trying to talk to people and get as much information as we can. Right. You know, I'm glad that there's other groups out there now training people and showing them how to do things. Not to say that anybody does it right, but at least it gives you an idea where to start. Exactly. You know, that that's unfortunate in the, in the paranormal. There are a lot of groups that think there is only one way you can do things, and it really isn't. I mean, when you, first of all, when you, we're looked, looked upon as pseudoscience to start with, uh, right. no matter how big your group is, no matter how scientific you are, it's still in the mainstream considered as pseudoscience. And exactly. so there is really, you know, uh, you can guide people, but can we absolutely say you, we're doing it the right way or, or you're doing it the right way? No, we can't, you know. I love the new ideas that come out. You know what I mean? I got to mention this. It's kind of funny. And I was um, actually after the show, I uh, called up uh, Shannon and Jeff Sylvia on this because me and Jeff did this experiment uh, five months ago. And I've been working on it for like, I don't know, seven or eight months. And um, it came out on uh, Paranormal State the other night. They said they come up with this new idea about using lasers and smoke. I don't know if oh, anybody cool. watched that. <laughs> I timestamped that on our radio show like eight months ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the reason I did it was I time-stamped it on the show. So if anybody come up and said, well, we came up with this idea, you know, it's already time-stamped on there. Just go back to the show and listen to it. And uh, me and Jeff had actually done it on the USS Salem. Uh, just ran the lasers. We couldn't blow smoke that night because of, the, you know, smoke detectors are too close and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of funny. They used it and they come up with, you know, we just come up with this, idea, you know, idea. And uh, the three of us were laughing about it. You know, glad they're right. using it. I mean, I put it out there for everybody. Any experiment we're doing in our group, I put it out there for anybody to use, try it, and get back to me. Let me know how it works. Right, because the the wider scale or the wider audience, you know, the better information you'll get back. Exactly. I mean, we put everything out there. You know, I mean, we use listen-ups now. I don't know if you guys, you know, you know what those are? No, let, let explain that. Well, listen-up is basically, you know, the older people use them. They wear them around their neck, and they put the headphones in their ears so they can hear everything going uh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We jump them into our recorders now, and we use them to try to get these, you know, EVPs to become Class A's. That's a good idea. Now, how are they working yeah. out? They're working out excellent. I mean, real well, because you can adjust the volume on the side, and you can put a splitter on them. We put on a set of headphones, have someone stand across a room, have them, you know, whisper, and we turn it up to where we got it, and there's no distortion, and we leave it there. Okay, because I was going to say, because be having, having the... Um amplification, you just have to be really careful probably that you don't have people walking in talking. Right, yeah, you got to dial it in right, exactly. You know, and you got to make sure no one's in there. And, you know, it's basically we'll put them in like a room with a camera that don't have um, sound on it. Right. 
and there's really no one going to be in that room for a while. Then we'll run them in there. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny about uh, about 12 years ago, uh, we we actually uh, tried using the the big air. You remember the big air that was yeah. out there? Yeah. That, yeah. that we used to walk around. We had a woman in the group used to walk around with one of those the one one uh, the splitter, one into your headphones and one into a recorder. Right. So oh, you cool. never know what you what you uh, what works and what don't. So you try it. Yeah. Try everything. You know what I mean. And and, and those guys um. They were blowing the smoke the other night through there just to, you know, so they could see, you know, the, the lasers. The reason we wanted to blow the smoke is to see if we can actually catch a figure coming through the smoke with the lasers. Right. You know? Kind good of, idea. Kind of a, yeah, good idea. Anybody wants to try it, let me know how you make out. I'd love to hear, the, you know, the feedback on it. My my only thought about that is if, if the spirit is in a different realm, then it really wouldn't affect the smoke in, in uh, this realm. That's, yeah, it depends on if it's got mass or not, right? Right. That's my two cents on that. But uh, I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Now, yeah. Tom, in your group, do you have, uh, you know, what do you use? You have the EVPs, you have the, you know, basically the regular equipment, and you're, you're experimenting with others. Do you also um, have anyone that's doing medium work or psychic abilities? How does that work? Yeah, we use, actually, we use um, Serenity Moore out in Utah does all our remote viewing for us. Mm-hmm. It gives us an idea of what's going on before we go in. We have um, an empathic in the in the group, and we also have uh, a 15-year-old that's a psychic medium that's working with Serenity on his abilities. If we know it's a safe place, we'll take him in and let him work it and see what he comes up with and see what Serenity come up with, and we try to match them together. Okay. That's oh, a great yeah. idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and, and usually I'd say about 90% of the time they're both pretty much on the money what they're coming up with. Yeah, we we actually used uh, oh a few years back we used a Franciscan uh, monk who was who was also believe it was not a medium as well, and the guy is phenomenal. You can it's called Brian the Monk. You can see his work in uh, infrared photography and a lot of Bob Cahill's books. Uh, nice. But he uh, he actually did it remotely as well, helping telling us where to we should shoot in the place, and we actually had pretty good results on it. So that was kind of amazing and stuff. I mean, there's so many things that. You know, you, you just poo-poo them at first, but then if you, uh, you know, give them a shot, you'd be surprised. Yeah, if you can get the validation out of it, you know what I mean, that they're on the money, you know what I mean, and where they're telling you to be and all that, then they're well worth, you know what I mean, using all the time. And like I said, about 90% of the time we're getting the validation right now, so. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very good. Now, you guys have a big event coming up this weekend, I believe, right? Yes, we have the Psychic Paranormal uh, Fair on the USS Salem. Uh, Sunday from 12 to 6. Wow. Um, anybody looking for the address, it's 739 Washington Street in Quincy, Mass, 02169. I've got about 30, 40 calls this week for the address. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, that's where it is. It's um, gonna, Like I said, it's going to run 12 to 6. Um, Shannon Sylvia and Jeff will be there along with Brian Hanoir and um, along with Kyle Johnson is going to be showing up, Taps Power oh. Magazine, um, Gavin uh, Cromwell will be there with uh, Martin, and they're yep, going to be doing uh, yeah, they're going to be doing some stuff for Wolf Hollow there as well. Good. Um, and uh, I believe I believe Elizabeth from Bay State Paranormal will be there as well, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth will be there. I forget who she's bringing. She's bringing a tarot card reader, and I can't think of his name right now. Um, but I know she's coming along with uh, Regina Russell T. Room in Quincy, Mass. And, wow. and I gotta I gotta thank those guys because. Um, They've uh, graciously um, 
you know, decided to, any money they make that day on their readings is going to donate back to the ship. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, yeah. uh, the, the cost to go aboard the ship, I believe, that you guys are giving, like, free tours? Yeah, the ship's free to come on that day. You can walk on, check out what's going on the Psychic Medium Fair and, uh, you know, Paranormal Fair. It's a meet and greet for different groups in the area. Come on and say hi. Um, our group will be doing, uh, we'll be selling hamburgers, hot dogs, and Pepsis and waters mm -hmm. and stuff all day long. Um, and there'll be people downstairs, uh, members of our group downstairs, and when people get out and take a walk around the ship, they'll be answering any questions anybody has. So that's kind of cool is that now you guys have investigated this ship several times. Yeah, we've been on there coming up on a year doing investigations wow. and stuff. Now, this ship has never seen battle, though, so why is it still haunted? Um, this ship was used as a uh, humanitarian ship. Um, uh -huh. What it... What it did was is basically it's got two operating rooms in it. They were used. It's got a quarantine area and a recovery area. And what it was used for was like a mash unit. So during the Greek earthquakes in the 1950s, it went over there, and 80% um, of the island got wiped out. And they took people on, operated on them, sent them off in the helicopter. Um, there was many lives lost, you know, on the ship from that. Right. And then um, the USS Pierce was um, one of the ships out in the Mediterranean with them, their gun turret blew up. And when that blew up, one of the guys had died on the ship. Now, the USS Newport News, the same thing happened. And 21 of the sailors died in the USS Salem operating rooms. Unbelievable. Right. Along with uh, women having children on there, dying during childbirth. Uh, one of the volunteers that was on there about 15 years ago died in the anchor room, had a massive coronary. And uh, people have picked him out of pitches, still giving tours on the ship up to, uh, up to a year ago. Now, isn't that cool? Huh? Now, that's, that's what you call validation. Yeah. You know, and I mean, no one knows. There's a wall of pictures. It just says thank you to the volunteers. It doesn't say live in dead or give the years they were there or anything. And people have put, picked this gentleman right out of a picture and said, this is the guy we got a tour from. He, was, he passed away 10 years ago. You know, so... You know, so, but, of, but, yeah. but for you, what was, was the most exciting thing that happened aboard the ship during any of your investigations? Um, first overnight event we did, because we do do events on there as fundraisers for the ship, and I had a group of uh, six, seven people out with me. I've got my back turned to them, and I'm talking to them, and uh, one of them started turning white. I looked at her, and I said, you know, you okay? And the guy next to her, you know, was like, he was a little shaky. I go, what's the matter? He goes, there's a woman standing down there. She's about to take a right turn. I turned around and I looked. As I looked, I caught her pocketbook and she walked, you know, took a right and walked. Right. I said, all right, let's go, let's go check it out. We went down there. Where she walked through was a solid metal wall. Unbelievable. Right. So the first thing I asked them, anybody see her with a flashlight? They said, no. Now the ship's total dock. I said, okay, let's go to the ward room where everything's staged out of. We couldn't find her in there. We went to each group, couldn't find her in any of the groups. So I went to the, uh, one of the coordinators, a kid named Dan Nardo, on the ship. Um, he's been on there for years. I said, Dan, is there a report of a woman being on this ship? And, and these guys explained to me, you know, she had a white pocketbook, shorts on, like a tourist-looking lady with a big floppy hat. Now, he had no idea why I was asking. He goes, yeah, that back hallway, there was a tourist woman reported down there and, and described her to the T what they just uh, described to me. So it was kind of cool to have a new, you know, people had never investigated before, and right away they pick up on something that was real nice. Right.
That's that's excellent. That's I mean that's what it's all about is is you want that verification. I know Maureen asks about it all the time, right, Maureen? Oh yes, I'm actually right now quickly just taking a peek at um I think it's hauntedship.com. Yeah, it's during the Halloween season, right? Yeah. yeah, during the Halloween season, but it actually just shows the ship and and talks a little bit about what's going on on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, just basically so they're on a regular basis, they're seeing like moving objects and hatches yep. opening and closing. Yeah, you can sit in the ward room. We sit down there sometimes, two, three, four of us just having coffee. And the ward room is basically where the um, all the officers ate dinner. And it probably holds about 100 people. And uh, we'll sit down there drinking coffee. It'll be 2, 3 in the morning. No one, We know nobody's on the ship. And you'll hear the hatches opening, footsteps coming down, you know, one of the hallways. Um, you know, you'll hear all the noise. You get used to, like, the regular noises, you know, the gangplank going up and down. We know what that is. Yeah. You know, and if one of the boats come in, we'll hear a little wave hit the, you know, hit the side of the ship. We know what that is. Right. But, I mean, when you hear the, the big heavy hatches opening and closing and the doors upstairs opening and closing and someone walking down the hallway and it stops right at the ward room and nobody comes in, you know. Right. That's kinda, a sign something's going on. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a wild ship. I mean, why is the activity so busy? I don't know if it's because of, you know, like I said, all the stuff that went on. Or if just These are just guys that love the ship so much. After they passed away, they're just there hanging out. Now, is there any time of the year that you guys have noticed? You said that for about a year you've been investigating. I mean, is there any time that you go there and it seems to have calmed down, or is it constant? No, it's constant. It's all the time. And you can walk on there any given night and pick up EVPs. We've got everything. I've got everything from um, and Gary that was just on was with us when all this happened. Uh, we picked up a little boy looking for his papa, like 8, 10 years old by the sound of his voice, to a woman at two different ends of the ship on two different recorders telling us to get out. Now, I don't know if it's get out or get it out, like she maybe she was in the operating room having a baby. Yeah. Mm, that's you know? interesting. Yeah. And that was with, uh, I think that night, the guys from um, Maine Paranormal were down to investigating the ship with us that night. So it's yeah. kind of cool because you get to work with a lot of different groups uh, as well, right? Yeah, we try, to, we try to work with everybody. I mean, we have a blast. I mean, uh, we've worked with, you know, anybody, like I said, from Gavin, Serenity, you know, um, you know, Gary was part of our group for a long time, and, you know, and we wish him the best with his new adventures. Um, I mean, we, um, yeah, anybody that, you know, you know, that's around, you know, that wants to do something, Boston Paranormal was just on the ship last week, and uh, they'll be on this Friday again, you know. Um, the ship's available for uh, like a four or five hour block. You know what I mean? They do ask for a donation of um, $150 for the night. Oh, so you, you, can rent the, you can actually rent the ship? You can rent the ship to to do um, a personal investigation, or you yep. can rent the ship for an event, too. For oh, a paranormal wow. event. Yeah. You actually just contact me, and I'll give you the number if you want. It's uh, 617-947-6960. And we actually rent the ship you know, for for them, we handle all the paranormal end. Tom, I would love you to uh, give me a number and uh, either message me or or, uh, email me because uh, I know that uh, this summer um, Richie Felix coming over from uh, Most Haunted and I've been looking for something a little different. This might fit the bill. I know we have some other things going on, but I I think that that might fit the bill. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of events on there and a lot of people that, you know, have had a chance to investigate it yet, and that's why it's open to anybody that wants to, you know, come on and do investigations. You know, the ship don't get any outside money from anywhere. They, you know, they depend on what comes in. 
and that's why we like doing these fundraiser events for them. That's totally you know? awesome. I, I, I give you guys credit for that. Thanks. And that's why Saturday, I mean, Sunday, we open it up to a free day to anybody coming on, and the vendors, you know, paid for their tables, and the ship gets that money. Now, why would you ever do it on Mother's Day? No offense. <laughs> Actually, when we did it, we didn't realize it was. And then oh. after we after we put it out there, we realized it was. No one was thinking. And yeah. it's actually turned out well because a lot of people who've heard from said, yeah, my mom's coming with me. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's turned out real well. Yeah, that's you know, cool. You know what would be like the coolest thing in the world would to get, to get the mother of somebody who had died on the ship and bring her on there on Mother's Day? Can you mm. imagine what that would do? Mm. That would be interesting. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? I just think there'd be too many people on there on that day to try to do right. anything. You know oh, yeah, I mean? that's true, though. That's true, though. Yeah. I mean, touring the ship's going to be a great day. You guys got to think, this this ship is 716 feet, 5 inches long. It goes four <laughs> decks four decks down, and the superstructure is four decks up. Wow. Yeah, it held over 1,700 guys on there. You know, so that's, it's a, it's a, it's it's a pretty a quite a ship. large ship, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like we haven't even got a third of the ship, you know, investigated where we want to be yet. Wow. Now, what other have you? I assume you've done other investigations besides U.S. Salem as well, right? Oh yeah, we've done private homes. We've done the asylum out in Foxborough. We've, we did that for over a year. You know, we've done um, you know Shanley Hotel, of course. I played rocks. You know. Now I understand that Sal might be down here uh, Sunday as well, right? I got I got to tell everybody, Sal is not making it. He's got a busy weekend. Billy is coming in his place, which is like his second son. And Billy's going to be there to take care of um, Sal's booth for him. He just got, like, uh, overbooked this weekend, and there was no way he could leave his wife there alone. There's only two of them that run the hotel. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, you've been there before as well, right? I've been up there a bunch of times. I'm getting ready to go again just on a night just to go hang out with Sal. Sal's like my brother. Me and him call each other brothers. You know, he's... uh, we get along real well. We're on the phone all the time, um, you know. But I'm going up. I think maybe the 16th of this month just to hang out for a night. That's awesome. Once again, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles live on Toji Net. Number here is eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Join us live in the Toji chat room. If you have a question, feel feel free to call in or go into the chat room. Um, Tom, let me ask you a question. Um, I'd just like to ask, because I know that many times we'll ask our um, people we're interviewing, what is your take on, you know, what's out there as far as spiritual activity, negativity, or do you believe in anything negative or not? I believe it's malevolent, you know what I mean? I just actually, I was out at Ghost Talk and just had this um, conversation with um, John Zaffis out there. Me and him were talking for a while. And he goes, most of the stuff that people think that are demons out there and stuff is basically a malevolent spirit, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? I believe there's a lot of malevolent out there. We've ran into it. Actually, one of the first investigations we did with Gary um, was um, a malevolent house out in, um, I want to say Methuen or Haverhill. I forget which one. If he's in the chat, I'm sure he'll punch it in. Um, and it took me three hours to do a 45-minute setup because it was feeding off the negativity I had going because I got pissed about everything. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a level one out there, and it's not the first time we ran into it. We did a house in Rosendale that had the same thing going on. It was definitely a malevolent spirit, you know. And uh, I, demons, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I believe in them. Oh, someday you'll run into them. Right, Maureen? Yeah, and, you know, the whole thing is, 
I mean, Ron and I even say it. It's, you know, not necessarily a lot of people out there, when they hear, they say demonology. They think everything is a demon, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's negative. And I'm not saying by far that that's the case. However, there is a balance. And if you believe in good, then there's evil. There's the opposite, right? And there's many shades of gray in between. Right. My, my, My thought is if you're a jerk in life, you're a jerk in death. That's right. So, you won't get so, any argument from me with that one. Exactly. <laughs> but, but think of it this way, too, is that I'm talking about the one that there is possibly, I mean, those who have never even been born kind of thing. You know, the right. negativity. Well, that's what they say a demon is, right? It's um, yeah. something that was never, uh, never human, right? Never, never had a body. Right. Never had right. a body. Well, see, to believe in that, I think you also, you've got to believe in, you know what I mean, and, um, you know what I mean? Believe in, you know, the heaven and hell theory and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. No, you just have to believe in, in positive uh, energy and uh, right. it doesn't necessarily be that if you believe in... I mean, the opposite of good is evil, so everything in the world has an opposite. Right. Well, I believe there's an evil. You know right. I mean? That's no doubt in my mind. We've ran into it a few times. You know, no, no doubt in my mind there is. But like I said, you know, as far as, you know, demonic, demon and all that... I. Probably, but have I ever? Ran, I haven't ran into it yet. Well, That's Tom, I hate to tell you this, but this this half hour just flew right by us. <laughs> uh, once again, if uh, we, you want to do a quick uh, wrap up, uh, you know, any website or any events, you know, you definitely want to mention Sunday's event and anything else you got coming up. Please, now is the time. Sure, we got the um, we got the uh, psychic medium paranormal fair this weekend on the USS Salem from twelve to six. Also, I want to throw out there, we're doing on June 5th, we're doing a, um, a fundraising event for Wolf Hollow on the USS Salem with uh, Gavin Cromwell. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun night. And uh, June 19th, we're doing a fundraiser on the ship for the ship with Serenity, Kyle Johnson, and Michael Robinson. And the July 31st one will be uh, Shannon Sylvia and Brian Hanwha. Check out the events page on the MassParanormal.net site, and the fair page will give you a list of everybody that's going to be at the fair this weekend. Okay, and you're also on uh, MySpace as well, so check them yeah. out, guys. Okay, and yeah. Tom, we want to thank you so much for coming on. I wish we could have had more time to talk with you, but uh, you're a most interesting guest, and we appreciate it. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Tom. And, and good luck with uh, your future endeavors. Thanks. We're going to see you guys this weekend. Uh, we're fighting that. <laughs> if I get by my wife, I think we will. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that right. one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see you guys out there. Tough. Well, get, uh, Tom, thanks a lot. Thanks, Tom. Right. Thank you. Have a good night. Yep, night. Bye now. Wow, that flew by. It did, for what I could make. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the two great guests, Gary and, and Tom. Uh, Gary from Nightfall Paranormal and Tom from Mass Paranormal. Uh, lots of interesting stuff. I'd like to talk to more about some of their investigations sometime. And Source would love to talk to uh, Gary about, I mean, Tom about demons, huh? Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to say good night. Yeah, well, you know. Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless.